in a world where people try to do stuff they don't know how to do. One man, okay, two men, are standing by with the best advice on Earth. Ow. Well, most of the time. Welcome to the all-around home improvement hour. Now here's Charles Thayer and the man they call the Polish Powerhouse. Here we go. Thank you. Get my headphones on here. Get them straightened out here. Are they wireless? They're not. They're not wireless. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the all-around home improvement hour right at noon here on Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130. Coming at you with energy. Coming at you with home improvement topics that you want to hear. Here we go. Welcome, Twin Cities News Talk listeners. My name is Charles Thayer, home improvement slayer. And uh, I'm always with the one and only, the very, very Polish, Nicholas Zeman. Yes. The Polish powerhouse. Here we go, changing it up. Good afternoon. Whose thing's this, Charles? This is a hit. This was uh, top of the charts for a year. Over in Poland? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's excellent. Oh, I know. We are in studio. I have no idea who that is. We got a full studio <laughs> today. And we got a jam-packed schedule. We're here hanging out with Mike Yubel with UZ Insulation. The insulator, because we never fear when he is here. Uh, and we also have, welcome, Mike. Welcome. Yeah. Good gl- morning. Yeah. Glad morning. to have you with us. Good noon. Yeah. Good everything. It's Saturday. We're live, March 10th. We also have Ruben Saltzman with Structure Tech Home Inspections, the Structure Tech Home Inspector with the greatest hair. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you haven't you. used that in a while. I, I was uh, thinking about that motto, and I turned it down in favor of delivering the unbiased truth. Delivering the unbiased I like truth. I like that. No, that's that's solid. That's perfect. We need more people like that. I've got that on the bottom of my business card now. So, folks, again, like I said, we are live, and that means you can call us, 1-800-854-1978, 800-854-1978, to ask us any home improvement-related question that you'd like or maybe share a topic or experience that you've had with home improvements with us. We love the call-ins. It makes for great radio, and people really relate to it. So if you've had a problem doing a project yourself, and you want to talk some DIY strategies, or fixing an issue that you've had, um, this year, the hot topic, or I should say, actually, the cold topic, the frozen topic, has been moisture in attic spaces and frosted moisture in attic spaces. So we're going to talk a lot about attics uh, and some of those spaces that you just don't see every day today. Uh, first, I wanted to um, play a little ad that we're going to be running uh, as soon as the season kicks off here, which is not that far away. Uh, no, our house. it's right around the corner. Yeah, I'm our, excited. Our ad, so our um, season, we're kind of a seasonal business, not really, because we, we do exteriors all year round. We do roofing, siding, windows, um, and that stuff all year round. But mainly, windows and siding continue 
throughout the wintertime. A lot of people think, well, does all around shut down because you can't work when it's cold? And that's just not true. No, I certainly wish it was, but unfortunately that's not the case. we got to keep on keeping on. That's exactly right. But when it comes to roofing and full-fledged, I mean, we're out there doing consultations, inspections, service, getting on top of roofs in attic spaces. Our true season really kicks off towards the end of March and goes all the way through November, wouldn't you say? Yep, that sounds about right. I mean, even sometimes close to into early December, but it just depends on Mother Nature. Yeah, and so, and that being said, our ads, our radio ads, so what, what we've been really well known for uh, throughout the Twin Cities is hearing us on several radio stations, and one of the very first stations that we started on was this station right here, News Talk AM 1130. Can't say enough how appreciative we are of all of the great listeners, people that have caught us on the air, people that have heard our ads, that have worked with us, that listen to this station right here. I totally agree. We need them, right, to stay in business, and we appreciate all the opportunities that we've gotten from the listeners that are out there. Yeah, so that being said, our ads kick off in about a week and a half here, and this is one of them that you're going to hear right away. Hey, homeowners, listen up. It's Charles here with All Around. If your home was hit by hail last spring in the North Metro and you haven't filed a claim yet, June 11th is approaching fast, and you may miss your chance to claim. If you did file a claim, but your contractor hasn't finished the work, you'll want to contact your insurance company and get an extension. And finally, if you're looking to pair up with an award-winning local exterior contractor to help you navigate through the insurance process, All Around is your team. We stand behind all of our work, have the most comprehensive warranties, and after having improved over 10,000 homes in and around the metro area, we understand the insurance process. Call us, 763-447-3944. That's 763-447-3944. Or go to allaround.com. That's allaround.com to set up a consultation. All around. Yeah, we had to throw that one in. So even though it's a PSA-style ad, a little more serious, a lot less comical than what you're used to hearing um, from all around. It is, yeah. You know, definitely it, your serious side. Yeah. It's be, well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a serious matter, though, right? It's I mean, my, June's going to be here before we know it. That's exactly right. It was important that we put something out there to remind people that there's a set of rules that ha- that are in place with your insurance policy. Um, all policies are different, and you definitely want to call and check with your agent about your insurance policy and what this may mean to you, but from what we've seen from our experience working with people that have storm damage is that they a lot of times they only have one year to make that claim. That's pretty common, I think, across the board. I mean, I know there's a few out there that might give you a two-year deal, but it's better to make that call and know what you have, right, and not miss that boat, so to speak, because, again, like I said before, June is here quicker than we think. Right, and so there were a lot of people that, you know, if you were in the epicenter of the storm and you really, your house was just shredded, your siding was, you know, Swiss cheese, and and you could, you know, visually tell, wow, I'm going to have thousands of dollars in damage, you probably already went ahead and made a claim. Um, And so for those people, just my, my one reminder to them is that a lot of times your policy only allows you one year to get the work done right and you need to call your insurance company if you haven't had all of the work completed but you've started you've signed up with a contractor you're in uh, you know mid project if you will but they needed 
to start again in the spring in order to have enough time to do it if you're not going to be completed with a final invoice turned in to the insurance company by june 11th you really should call and file an extension yeah it's unrealistic to think even with the amount of contractors storm chasers uh as we refer to them as that came into the state after the storm there's just no way to get all that work done when a storm hits on june 11th you really look at the first 60 to 90 days to get all those claims processed uh then the mortgage company typically is involved to get a check endorsed so you can get it to your contractor for the down payment to purchase materials and get the work started so realistically uh you know we might have finished 25 percent of the actual work so this year and I'm, i'm sure as most people have seen in that area it's busy 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 so there's guys siding uh, even here of some people roofing right now, a little bit early in my opinion. Um, but the work is happening, and there's a lot to do this year. So, Right. And so, and then finally, there's the folks that were maybe on the outskirts of the storm area. They, right. they know that um, a lot of neighbors have gotten some work done, but it wasn't as visually obvious. It wasn't, you know, just staring them in the face with siding hanging off or, or shingles missing or, uh, you know, dented metal all over the place. So, and they were what we call marginal damage, just kind of, I don't know if it's worth claiming area. Well, if you even think you may have damage and you were just waiting for the rush to go by and you were you were thinking to yourself, well, I'll just wait. I'll call when these contractors are less busy or I'll call my insurance company when they're less busy and see if I have a claim here. Yep. Well, your chance to do that is coming to an end or with a lot of policies. Again, not every policy. I, I know there's some great uh, insurance companies out there. I know I, I, Farmers is one of them. I'm pretty sure that if you've ever had the policy with them, they'll allow you uh, as much time as you need. You can claim at any time. But it, that's just not the case with all companies out there. And so important to know, if you even think you have a possible storm damage or enough damage to your roof, siding, windows, gutters that that may be worth making a claim that June 11th date is coming up and you really should consider what, what will what we offer is a no obligation inspection right uh, we work with your insurance company we can let you know should you make a claim should you not in our opinion and uh, help you through the insurance process completely and uh, obviously you know the reputation that comes with working with all around that is um, that holds to be true when we're working through the insurance process as well we get it done and we do it right yeah perfect timing thanks Polish powerhouse we're gonna go to the first break when we come back we're diving into attics, attic spaces, insulation, moisture, and much, much more with our good friends, uh, Structure Tech and UZ Insulation. We'll be right back. No. Oh, this isn't that. I was going to say, what? Oh, this isn't that. Rheimstar, Rheimstein, whatever. Rammstein. Rammstein. I thought that was the Duhast me. Right, what? what remember we googled that what was it again it was like something you like you asked me i really like picking flowers or you something hate me. yeah you, you hate, no, me. You hate yeah. me so not picking flowers no i wasn't that no it's totally kidding Close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> welcome news talk listeners we're back this is the all-around home improvement hour and we are live number to call in if you have questions or want to participate on the show is 800-854-1978 again 800-854-1978 1978. So this week's show really revolves around the space above your head. A lot of the spaces that uh, we never see as homeowners or hardly ever even care to look in. But boy, this year, it was uh, was it ever so important to know what was going on up in your attic space. And joining us for this topic is, uh, again, Mike Ubel, the insulator with UZ Insulation, obviously spent probably the majority of his life up in an attic space. Wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't you say, Mike? 
Yes. <laughs> no, yeah, you are correct. A lot of time anyway. Excellent, excellent. And and also um, expert on this subject and uh, blogger for the Star Tribune, as well as uh, awesome business owner Ruben Saltzman with Structure Tech Home Inspection. Ruben, glad to have you on. I'm whipped up. I'm glad to be here, guys. Good. Sweet. So, um, I mean, first and foremost, what Ruben, I'll start with you. What did you see that was just uh, so ugly this year when it came to attic inspections? I think the first thing you mentioned that you may have saw a scene was not the attic, but the access. Oh, my gosh. Not being able to get inside of an attic access panel. That's what just drives us crazy as home inspectors. Because, I mean, you can, I, we've talked about this on the show maybe once or twice. It's, it's one of the most important parts of a home inspection, sure. getting up inside the attic. There's so much that could go wrong. Right, Mike? I yes. Mean, oh my goodness. Uh, you are completely correct. You mean you yeah. don't get in? You, you can't get in every one, huh? I, oh, see, see, that's the problem. If you're buying a new construction house, the builder will have sprayed it shut. That's just what they. That's what they do. Procedure. Right. They spray it. Yep. Now, is that legal to spray it shut? Does that doesn't that violate the state building code? Well, you would think. I mean, if you're going to buy something subject to inspection, isn't that uh, not not well, okay? You're getting into another topic. That's okay, a great sorry, topic, yeah, Charles. I'm... You're talking about if you're buying a house, shouldn't you be able to have that attic inspected? But. I mean, I'm just taking a step back and saying, what does the code say about this? I mean, can you build a house and not have access to your attic? Well, I've got the answer right here. I printed it out. Okay. I'm passionate about this. And drum roll. <laughs> okay. Uh, if we turn to the Minnesota State Energy Code, 2015, Section R402.2.4 says, Access doors from conditioned spaces to unconditioned spaces, e.g. attics and crawl spaces, shall be weather-stripped. Not caulked, not sprayed shut, not nailed shut, not sealed, hmm. weather-stripped. Okay. That's it. Accessible. That's what the code says. Correct. That's it. That's all. And and so, you know, I, I, I remember going to a building inspections department in a particular city, and I was saying, hey, I inspect a lot of new construction houses in your city. Why is it that you let builders just spray these shut? It says right here on the code, they need to be weather stripped. Yeah. And the clerk at the building inspections counter told me, well, what, is, what does weather stripped even mean? It's not defined. We don't know what that means. Well, the other it's thing is. If they caulk it. it well, the other thing they could say is, well, we did weather strip it. And we put plaster on it, and we sprayed it yeah. shut. And we, I mean, Charles so we knock it off. We met the code. Knock We've got. So, hey, I'm silicone is what I say. That now that you said that, don't <laughs> give people any funny ideas. <laughs> but so, so okay. The, the the excuse was what? What is weather stripping? Well, let's turn to the building code and figure out what the definition of weather stripping is. And it, does it define in, it? In the, no, it doesn't. But it does have a section in the definitions that says where terms are not defined. Then you need to turn to m-w.com. I'm paraphrasing what the code says here. Okay. Turn to m-w.com, Merriam-Webster's online dictionary, and those definitions definitions shall be considered as providing ordinarily accepted meanings. So Uh-oh. and it does for tell the us regular people, for the regular people on this earth, that- it means if if they don't define weather stripping, go to this website. And it'll tell you what it means. And now that's part of the Minnesota State Building Code. Yeah, defer. And what I do you do think the dictionary the, the says about weather stripping? I'm glad you asked. That's yeah. a great question. I have a Nick. feeling at what Let's it might have say. Let's turn to that and uh, see what it says. It says, a strip of material to cover the joint of a door or window and the sill casing or threshold so as to exclude rain, snow, and cold air. Also called weather stripping. 
and 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 the also called it's a space between weather and stripping. Sure. So they're both the same thing. So it's pretty straightforward, right? You, How could you possibly mix this up? I mean, does this mean you can caulk it? No, absolutely uh, well, not. I mean, in my opinion, uh, you, we're probably not going to solve the core issue, which is the way things are written and they're vague and, and law and, and all of that hogwash. Um, I think the takeaway is if you're buying a new construction to tell your builder, don't seal off my attic. That and you know what? I'm going to expand on that, Charles. I want it. I want an even bigger definition of that. If you're buying a home, insist that you have the attic inspected. Right? Yeah, correct. Now, this used to be. Well, it still is. Um, this this has always been a challenge. I remember the first post I ever made on a home inspector forum way back in the day. My question was, what do you other home inspectors do when you find a sealed attic access panel? Do you open it? What's your legal requirement? I sure. mean, it's so frustrating to me. And th- I've, I've been blogging about this for a while, and the standard form that people use to purchase a home, it's, it's the purchase agreement here in Minnesota, it's not law. You can use any form you want. You can have anything in a purchase agreement, but the Realtors Association has put forth a form and said, this is the suggested form. This is what you ought to use if you're buying a home. Right. And most people just use that form and they don't change any of the language. Default. I happen to have that form here. They made a change in 2016. It's a change that I was super excited about. There's a line they added that says, seller will provide access to attic and crawl space. I can tell you, if you're buying a home, I can just about guarantee you signed a purchase agreement and the person you're buying the house from signed that purchase agreement saying seller shall provide access to attic and crawl space. Do you have a contractual obligation now? Well, yeah. I mean, that's like buying a car but not being able to get into the hood, you know, or not not being able to look underneath it and and, and work on some of that other stuff. Amen, brother. But even that probably doesn't stop that from still running into, uh, I know you put it in writing, but I'm sorry you can't go in there. Oh, man. Or it's blocked. If this solved the issue, I wouldn't be talking about it today. (laughs) You're absolutely right. So, guys, we're just talking about, I mean, we haven't even gotten into the attic itself yet. We're talking about the actual access. And, Mike, what, what do you... What do you recommend? What's a healthy attic access door look like? I mean, in, in terms of how it's sealed, uh, or I'm not sealed, but how it's uh, weather stripped and, and what type of insulation on top of it. And I mean, because these are areas for a lot of problems. Isn't that right? Correct. Like me and Ruben were talking, usually we make sure that the trim is nailed and tight in place because that's where the weather stripping sits on. And then we make sure that the access cover itself is heavy enough mm-hmm. to actually seal the weather stripping. And then, so sometimes these lids aren't even uh, heavy enough to to keep the uh, air from from escaping in. There. Right, it has to be heavy enough to squish that weather stripping down to stop that air. Okay. And then, like me and Ruben were talking too, we we R forty nine and Tyvek the cover. The insulation on top and, of the cover. And just so it just for anybody off. who doesn't know what R forty nine means. The, the new code, but yeah, this is fiberglass bat. But you're saying you got a big, thick piece thick. of insulation. So the insulating value is R49. R49. Yeah. How how do you keep that? Because you're talking about uh, a foot and a half of insulation, you know, almost 18 inches of insulation there um, on top of the lid. Yes. Now, when somebody goes and pushes that lid up to get into the attic space, because that's the only way it'll go, is up. And moves it over. Uh, how do you keep that insulation on top of it? Is there some sort of adhesive that's used? The Tyvek, right? Well, we use Tyvek now. We used to buy Craft Bat, so then we could actually staple it right to the 
Right onto the actual onto sheetrock. Onto the sheetrock yep. to hold, yeah, to hold it down. But now we use Tyvek. So the Tyvek essentially is sort of sort of a wrapper for the. Well, and we haven't found our forty nine in craft yet, but the thirty eight was always in craft. Mm-hmm. But the forty nine is sort of a new bat because Minnesota raised the code, yep. so it, it is a new bat. But sure. Anyway, but we use the Tyvek over the top and then secure it down. So when you push pull, put the cover back on, the bat follows. And you know insulates the top of the cover. So, so I visualize it wrapped in house wrap, and and then you have your dam or the plywood that you have built around it. You have voids around all four sides of that. I think that's the main purpose, right? Of that weather stripping is that air that does transfer through there. That weather stripping's filling that area of the void, the weak spot. Well, and if I go into an older house or any house that's been there a while, if you lift the cover that isn't weather stripped, you can show the homeowner the bat itself will be discolored. Oh, from- sure. From the dust and the air. Filtering everything. Yeah, because the air going around it, yep. So uh, how oftentimes are you finding it that these lids, these covers, aren't even insulated at all uh, because people think, well, it's just such a small area. That's not going to make a big difference in my attic space, but it makes a huge difference. It, it depends on the age of the home. Newer homes built within the last 20 or 30 years, it's really rare to have a problem with that. But going back past then. Story and a half in Richfield. Are off. Uh, th- there's about a 20% chance it's going to be insulated. Right. <laughs> Most of them yeah. are not. Yeah. What about what about you, Mike? I mean, how often are you coming across non-insulated lids? Uh, quite a bit, but we do a lot of the older houses, like yeah. you said. Yeah. The newer ones, no, they're usually, those are done fairly well, as long as they remember to secure the bat. Exactly. Yeah. I'll, so, I'll tell you, for new construction, that is not standard practice I for know. a builder to secure that bat. That's so as soon as you push it up and go in and look, once you've uh, broken the seal that they've created, once you've once you've got (laughs) once you've gotten through their layers of you know plaster and popcorn ceiling and and sheetrock and all that good stuff, uh, you're going to go ahead and push that lid up, and and a lot of times it's not secure, and so right there you're you're creating your own problem. Um, What about those those covers you can buy at the store that are like tents almost and they're designed to um, you know you you open them up you get them on top of the lid and they're designed to basically just close with the lid and open with the lid and I mean Owens Corning has one. You're you're thinking of a different type of deal I think you're thinking of the pull down attic ladder perhaps. I'm not sure what I'm thinking half the time. The, (laughs) The one that I absolutely love I don't know if you've ever come across this Mike and you, this probably isn't what you guys get into. This is more construction at this point, but something called a battic door. It's, the, seen, it's just right. like attic, but yep. with a B at the beginning, and it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. It's a prefabricated attic access panel. They I'm sure it's really bucks. beautiful. I'm sure when you say it's beautiful, <laughs> you know what? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I was just going to say that. That's funny that you said. <laughs> I was it's, literally just going to say it's that. beautifully to code. <laughs> it's, it, it, well, it, it does its job beautifully, and I mean, when you look at a standard access panel, it's recessed into the ceiling. Yep. I mean, it's real obvious where it is. This thing sits flush. Really, All you see is a little seam. It can mm. be feathered in, it can be taped just perfectly and you see a little seam, you push it up, it's just it's tight as a drum and it's insulated R49 perfectly. It's it's the nicest thing you could possibly Well, what's ask the what I mean, let's let's put a plug out there. Who who makes this? Batic Door, B A T T I C. Um I'll I'll pull up the website. Batic Door, maybe we can yeah. share that on our Facebook it's, page. We we are guys we're it. up against the Batticdoor.com. Sweet, BatticDoor.com. You you have it right there from Ruben Saltzman with Structure Tech himself. Uh, we're up against the halfway break. You're going to get your Fox News update, and we'll be right back right after this.
Welcome, News Talk listeners. We're back and we are live. Uh, so give us a call. We love your call. I don't care if it's even to talk about something completely unrelated. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what, are you, what are you thinking? Like, uh, like, uh, I was waiting for something to in, come out there. Well, no, Tiger Woods always, leading the golf tournament. Yeah, there's one, Tiger Woods, or or maybe Denver holding back that uh, legal alien that uh, killed the guy, and they're not releasing him to the feds. Or uh, just releasing. We don't uh, want to get it. I guess I didn't. I, I need to watch the news, maybe. Yeah, you got you to gotta hop on Fox like I do. And then hop over to CNN and then get mad and then hop back over to Fox and then go back and forth and back and forth. And it just it really fuels my fire. I, I will get right on that. Or we'll just talk about home <laughs> improvement stuff because that's what we're here to do. So before the break, we're talking about attic lids. Ruben, you had something you wanted to bring up before we move on to the actual space in the attic. Yeah, there's one other one, another attic access panel that you can buy. It's called Scuttle Tight, and it's spelled S-K-U-T-T-L-E. Well, that, well, scuttle tight. Scuttle is the technical name for the access to your attic. Heads oh, Charles, up. technical you. I love it. Scuttle yeah. hole. Now yeah, I need scuttle tight. Hold on, I'm was, sending you the email, Mike, right yep. now, man. Good. I need right. it. I need to like, I like give it. a rest there. That really took a lot. Did that out hurt. Of right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now, before we move on to to getting in there, I just want to close that portion of our segment with saying, if Literally. you're buying a home. <laughs> You, I want to close up by saying, if you're buying a home, insist on getting inside the attic. Know what you're signing. Know that you have a signed purchase agreement saying you have the right to have your inspector get up inside there. If you walk around the house, look at the attic access panel. Is it is it sealed? Have a discussion with your seller. Have a discussion with your agent. Make sure this is all addressed. This is really important stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, Mike can't do his thing and get up inside there and fix it if it's broken. Yeah, that's correct. Well, and you don't want to buy a home without looking up in the attic. It's a pretty big thing. Right? So, so, well, absolutely. Guys, moving into the attic space. It's one way to seal you, up that you conversation. Get, you get There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I tell you what. You're working on that. Uh, we should keep our it. day jobs. Let's just be, be clear on that. Uh, Tough crowd. So when you get into the attic space, kind of what's the, what are some of the, Mike, I'm going to start with you. What's some of the most alarming things that you notice right away? Well, usually when I go in the house, I start in the basement in the furnace. But once I get up into the attic, I have the homeowners turn all the, the bath fans on. Mm-hmm. To create negative uh, air? No, just because I like to check. Most of them aren't hooked leaking. up correctly. Yeah, I have to say it. They're for leaking. sure. So you actually have to crawl over to them, as Ruben knows, and do you know check. But I like them on so you can see if any air is moving or leaking back in the attic. And then I move on to the, if there's recessed lights and any big bypasses. But the air chutes are another big one. Okay. You can't look from the access hole to see if they're really working. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are concave from over the years of the pressure. They get pushed up to the roof decking. Sure. So you have to go look down them just to make sure that they are even working. And you're just looking for daylight at that point. Yeah. So let's back up real quick. You talk about the bath vents, uh, bath, kitchen vents, anything, you know, when you flip on a vent... um, you know, the air is just magically leaving your airspace. Well, where is it going? Ruben, I'm uh, just going to turn to you here on this one. Say it's not going where it's supposed to go, which is outside of your house. Then mm-hmm. what? That's a wonderful way to create a magical winter wonderland in, inside your attic space. It's, it's all going to be- turn into frost. Sounds beautiful, but not the beautiful you like. Well, you know, it's, I've got some pictures, and it is kind of pretty. But, boy, when, when you get a warm day, it gets oh, it up melts. above freezing, it yeah. melts. And then that's when people get panicked. So, yeah. so uh, but what are some of the signs before it gets to be uh, 
a really bad, a real obvious, you know, uh, crystal frozen cave. Well, you got to get up there to know. There's no signs you you can you can have inside your house until it's a problem. Getting up inside the attic, it's looking for frost accumulation. If you go up there in the summertime to know if you've had that issue, you look at the, all the nail heads coming through the roof sheath and all the nails that were used to fasten down the shingles. If you see little black marks around every one of those nail heads, it means you had frost in the attic. So, I mean, is it realistic to think that though, that anyone's uh, nails in the in the in the attic space are not going to be a little rusted or a little discolored yes, absolutely um any home that is properly air sealed you will not have frost in the attic wow and mike tell me if this is wrong but if you have an attic lid 100 percent air sealed is there really that much of a need for ventilation as long as they don't have a humidifier <laughs> otherwise it diffuses right through the sheetrock and into the attic now, vapor barrier. Oh, you guys! So you guys are getting very you know, technical. <laughs> so we're now know, now we've moved on to the actual ceiling. Yeah. And when they say lid, when they say lid, it's all of the space above your head, everything above your head, that right. entire attic space. And the lid is actually the first layer that the so your ceiling, and then hopefully a vapor barrier. The new houses are going to have a poly, uh, va- you know, plastic laid out, a liner laid out, and then the insulation on top of that. But when you don't, when which a lot of us. A lot, a lot, a lot of the houses out there do not have that. Then we're going to want to do something called seal up our bypasses. Mike, go into what that means. Yeah, we you seal when the bypasses. It's not just the electrical and plumbing, but it's also all your top plates, which yeah, is sure. your interior common walls, which people don't realize. Your hallway walls, your bedroom walls on yeah. top. On top, there's a plate where the sheetrock butts up. That is, it's really important that they're sealed. So those interior walls can actually leak air into the attic. Oh yeah, space. yeah, and moisture. You know what I mean? Moisture gets more places than air. Moisture gets more places than air. That's tough to kind of, in our simple minds, understand. What and, year did they start doing poly? Does anyone know when that became a requirement? Or was, you, you well, got, we see it in you the seventies, nineteen seventy-four. Yeah, I see. I see it in the seventy houses, and then the- if you know that, we have a couple callers calling in. I totally am just guessing. Well, you know what? We've got an internal Facebook page for my company, and we discuss this. We were in the middle of a discussion yesterday, so I can tell you off the top of my head, it was nineteen seventy-two. Seventy-two, yeah. seventy-two. You're not, you're not kidding right now. No, we're oh, just being dead serious. No, that's we're talking awesome. about Hammurabi. I said seventy-four. See how I'm not that far codes. off. Charles, you're really impressing me this episode. I'm not that far off, you know and, and you know those were fun years back then. I am surprised I remember <laughs> anything from from back then. <laughs> yeah. um, what about the so, oil but, rock? Any con- any comments? Uh, let's discuss okay. that. Off okay. okay, so and if you don't have plastic or poly or, or a vapor barrier, then you're going to want to have to have at least any holes or uh, vents or any seams or interior walls completely seamed off, sealed off. Excuse me, so that moisture, more importantly, and air can't get into your attic space. Uh, we're going to take a call right now from Chuck. Chuck, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Delano. Excellent, Chuck. How can we help? Uh, yes, you were discussing about negative airflow in a house as far as the ventilation and everything. Mm-hmm. And I believe back in the summer you had somebody on your show that was talking about a product called an air handler that for any vents that are, say, pulling air, too much air out of your house, 
Oh, so something to control uh, the negative or positive uh, air in inside your house. Is that what you're referring to? Uh, yes, ma'am. It brings in it brings in air from your house, and if need be, it actually heats the air. Say, if in the winter time, if you have vents going, yeah. say these a lot of newer houses. Yeah, you're talking about an air exchanger, right? Air, a, a heat recovery yeah. ventilator or an energy recovery ventilator. Yeah, it's air heat exchanger core. Air exchanger, yeah. but it actually is heating the air, so you're not pumping in a bunch of cold air because they they called it the cold, the cold air return is what you have, and it's instead of bringing yeah. it in cold. It, so, so uh, Chuck, let me just ask you, what's your question? Oh, I was just uh, having a solution for the. You were talking about the, you know, the uh, uh, air movement. You were talking about it pulling the. You got your vents on, and it's pulling air through the, oh, the crawl space at the attic access or whatever. I know exactly what you're saying. No, and I appreciate the call and the suggestion. Uh, you certainly are a citizen of the All Around Home Improvement Hour. What he's what what uh, Chuck is talking about is if you have too many vents on at once and if you're running, you know, your laundry and you you just you have you're creating all of this negative air pressure, um, a lot of times that air can get into places you don't want it to get into sure. un- unintentionally. And, uh, and we did have um, a Dean Havel from uh, a company, Electro, Electro MN, I, I believe it is, Electro Industries. Yeah, yep, Electro Industries that. MN. And he was talking about how now uh, people are adding those um, air exchangers that are heating the air when they come in, and it, it also regulates based on negative and positive air, so it keeps you from having that problem. I know, right. I know, uh, we've had that problem, and you know how I knew we were having the problem. I could smell the uh, creel soot uh, from our, our wood burning fireplace coming back in the pushing house. it down. Yeah, yeah, it's bringing air in because we have too too much negative pressure. Um, we're gonna take a call from Dave regarding sealing off the attic. When we come back, I apologize, got a busy show, uh, lots of callers calling in, and, and, we, and we have to go to the break. So, Dave, we'll take your call when we come back right after this. There we go. Welcome back, News Talk listeners. We're going to hop right in it. we got a busy final segment, callers calling in. Dave, thanks for patiently waiting. Where are you calling from? Is this for Dave? Yes, Dave, where are you calling from? Apple Valley. Thanks for calling. Get a lot of calls from Apple Valley. We love you folks out there. How can we help? Sealing off your attic. Well, I'm not sure that it's just sealing off the attic. I know that they wrap houses and you're worried about any leaks or gaskets and weather stripping and everything else. But then down near my furnace in the basement, I've got an 8-inch like flexible duct that comes in and just lets fresh air in. And... Um, I, I guess I'm not sure exactly why why that's there, or should I keep it there? You absolutely, yep. uh, this is Ruben here, you absolutely should keep it there. It's going to be either your combustion air or your makeup air intake. When you're doing things like running your bath fan, your kitchen fan, your clothes dryer, your furnace, your water heater, all these things that remove air from the home, you need to have air coming back in to replace all that air that's leaving. If you don't have that duct coming in, Air is going to leak in through your house all over the place. It's going to leak in through your attic, around windows, the rim joist, all of these undesirable locations. And when that happens, you're going to get frost in your walls. You're going to get moisture problems. It's going to cause all these bad things. So that's a controlled inlet. Leave it open. Okay. Don't block it off. Dave? That's okay. sound advice. You, my friend, Thanks. from Apple Valley, are a citizen of the All Around Home Improvement Hour, okay? 
Thanks again. Thank you so much. We, care, we appreciate the call. We're going to go next to our good friend, Ryan O'Neill, fearless leader of the Minnesota real estate team and proud licensed agent with Remax Advantage Plus. He is the best-selling team ever in the world. Ryan, what's going on, buddy? <clears throat> Great show. Great show. Love hearing new citizens of the all-around home improvement. I know, right? Each week. Um, great to hear, guys. Um, you know what? Just a just a quick update in the market. I know it's been a frustrating time for anybody looking to buy a house, especially um, you know some first-time home buyers. Price ranges, you know, three hundred, three fifty, and under in a lot of areas of the Twin Cities. Um, what I would tell you is, don't lose hope. Uh, it's going to start warming up. We're going to get more inventory. Things are starting to pick up. And um, as Ruben, I can tell you as well, it's 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 going to be a good year in 2018. I have faith. It's it's a strong market here in the Twin Cities. Um, we as a team uh, would certainly love to help any buyers or sellers. We work all over within a few hours of the of the Twin Cities area, really any direction, um, all price ranges uh, for buyers and sellers. So check out mnrealestateshow.com. Again, mnrealestateshow.com. But uh, don't lose hope. Uh, things are going to get uh, get better. We're going to get more inventory, guys. That's awesome, Ryan. We do appreciate the, the announcement there, and uh, we appreciate the partnership uh, as well as everybody on, on your team. Uh, have a great rest of your weekend, bud. Thanks for the call. Take care. Bye. All right. Thanks so much. And uh, again, b- busy phones. We're going to take a call. Steve's been waiting. Steve, where are you calling from? I am in Burnsville. Burnsville. Okay. Nice and close here. Steve, how can we help you? Well, uh, I bought a house uh, last summer. Um, we uh, It was built in 61. We uh, went through the winter and found our heating bills astronomical because there's insufficient insulation in the attic. Now, we knew this, but our bills were just like over 300 a month for a while, out of hand. So uh, my question is this. I need to blow in insulation. I'm going to plan to redo it this spring, summer. Uh, do I need to put down a vapor barrier uh, before blowing in new stuff? That's a great question, Steve. We, have, we know the answer to that because we deal with it all the time. I'm going to let Mike touch on it, but I think the answer is there's a better solution. Mike? Yeah, I highly recommend a vapor barrier. Um, I mean, the way we do it is we have to remove the insulation and spray down two inches of foam in the attic. Um, but it does just wonders. So, so Steve, picture when the house is being built. It's a lot easier to lay down a sheet of plastic, uh, you know, in between the sheetrock and all of the trusses and framing members in your attic space, right? But now that the house is pre-existing it's going to be pretty tough to lay down a sheet of plastic, even if you have all the insulation removed in that attic space, to lay down a sheet of plastic up and over and up and over all of the framing members and get around and wrap and expect to not have seams and rips. And and so the beautiful thing about using spray foam, yes, it costs more, but it will create a seal. It will create a blanket over all of that stuff, up and over, uh, preventing thermal bridging. And that's that's where cold and heat transfers through those those framing members. It's more expensive, but it does so much better. Um, Mike, just explain to Steve and the listeners, so right after the two inches of spray, two or three inches of spray foam, then what, do you add also insulation as well? Yes. Blown in? We would generally, we bring it up to an R50, 
or well, R forty nine is a code, but most of the work we do is through Center Point and XL Energy, so we bring them up to an R fifty. But we would add that after the two inches of spray foam. Okay, and uh, of course you still want to make sure that the attic has uh, supply vents and uh, oh, yeah. exhaust vents. Yeah, we always check all the chutes, um, rough vents even, and let you guys know if they need any. You know, but we always do check the venting also. Yeah, so, um, Steve, we hope that helps. Yeah. One other uh, quick question: um, It seems obvious that if if you need to spray or put down a, no, a new barrier, um, you need to get the old stuff out. And uh, then one final thought, I'll just hang up and listen, but uh, what do you think of the stuff that's mixed with the borate? Uh, because I have had critters up there. Cellulose you're talking about? The uh, the borate-type uh, material that's used to keep critters out of the attic. So, like, like a, yeah, the zinc, zinc borate, which is mixed with uh, some sort of blown-in. Have you have you dealt with any of that, Mike or Ruben? Uh, well, the cellulose has the borax and certain other things that, deter critters i mean you know you're not talking vermiculite now are you when you say is it shiny no not at all okay okay well if you think you might have problems with critters uh anything you can add to to and we i guess we just don't have knowledge or the information on what you're talking about steve but listen thanks so much for calling in we do certainly appreciate it if you need to reach out to uz you can find them at allaround.com or go to uzinsulation.com is that right mike yeah yeah, we got our websites up. Yep. Okay, excellent. Yep. And then what's the contact number for UZ? Uh, 763-767-9524. 763-767-9524. Steve, you're a citizen of the All Around Home Improvement Hour. Have a great weekend. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, Thanks, Steve. We appreciate it. So we are wrapping up here. Only a couple minutes left. Wanted to bring up how sometimes reviews can really stink for businesses, and especially reviews that are false uh, or where the customer never hired you. I mean, this happens from time to time. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and throw, uh, throw my opinion out there. Reviews are to be taken with a grain of salt, okay? When you're reading the reviews, I suggest read threes and fours. They're your most likely, your most honest reviews uh, because a lot of times the people that are at ones are just trying to bash the company, and a lot of times when it's it's a five, they're just doing everything they can to help the company uh, regardless of true experience. Um, your thoughts, Mike? Yeah, I would agree. You probably get the most honest ones in the threes and fours. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, it's nice to get a five. But. Well, it's always great to get a five. We got a lot of five. Ruben, any experience with just not head, not jobs, uh, leaving bad reviews? <laughs> I, we get them every now and then. And I mean, I'll tell anybody if you're if you're looking for a company's reputation, you're trying to research them online. Yeah, by all means, look at the three and four star reviews, the one star reviews, but. Look to see what the owner said about those. That's yes. what I absolutely the response. love. Because it really tells you if you're dealing with an immature person or not. See what they say. and you say, That gives you the best gauge of them. I, I had one. How, how are we doing on time? We're good. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, okay. At least a minute. I had one recently where, I mean, it wasn't even our customer. We had inspected a house, and the deal fell apart. There was a lot of stuff going on. And then my company went out, inspected the house a second time. Second buyer, different inspector in my company. The deal fell apart again oh, based right. on our inspection. So right. at this point, the seller's not so The seller's pretty mad at you, but keep in mind, the seller's not your customer. They're not our customer. Right. And I don't like this, but <laughs> I anybody can leave a review about anybody, yes. whether you've ever done business with them or not. You can leave reviews, and so this this seller went on Yelp and blew us up on there oh, and geez. said they absolutely destroyed our house. Don't let them in your house. They will destroy it. 
and there was a piece of insulation. Are we, do we got to end? It's getting to be that time, bud. <laughs> I fixed it, <laughs> and he removed his review, and he was delighted with us in the end. Polish power. Thank you, Ruben. <laughs> StructureTech1.com. 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 Thank you, gentlemen. Polish powerhouse. Three seconds. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. Folks, thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend, and God bless.